Transcending the Veil. So Nils, you have recently taken a course on remote viewing. I believe it was from the Monroe Institute in Virginia, an online course. Why did you choose to take exactly that course? And what did you expect from it? <laughs> Feels like jumping time now, because it isn't <laughs> recently, right? It is within the past year, nine months ago. Um, of mainly because my fascination of wanting to be able to do remote viewing myself. And I find this topic fascinating. Um, and when we talk about, for me, it falls under the bracket of psychic abilities, right? It is one niche area of psychic abilities to do remote viewing. Um, when looking into this topic, there, there are many approaches that you can take. Either you go down the route of shamanic practices, which includes remote viewing as well. Um, so, well, maybe first of all, to clarify what remote viewing is. Remote viewing is to go actually through space and time to different locations. So it is not only on, on this time axis, because you can look into other geographical locations at this time or at a different time and then visually perceive images like you do an aura reading or whatever or past life regression or shamanic journeying. So it's, it's the same thing, right? Third eye viewing. And there is one institute quite famous for this, which is the Monroe Institute, where Monroe developed a protocol of how to achieve remote viewing. Mm. And essentially it is kind of like a meditation, but including binaural beats. And I found this always interesting when technology comes into play, where, because I feel like it is, for me, so tricky to achieve things in the psychic world, because my mind is so dominant, and my mind is all over the place or racing in many directions. So I cannot always focus for a long time on one single thing with my mind and this is but this is exactly what is required when you do meditation and so on so for me it was interesting that he developed this process including binaural beats to go into these very deep meditations in order to do remote viewing obviously has a, a fairly high success rate some people are more capable and some less and obviously, due to the Netflix documentary about about the Monroe Institute, I can't remember the name. Um, it it is a bit famous as well, but it is the like it is. I would say when we talk about famous places where you learn about psychic abilities, right? We have in Europe we have the Arthur Finley College, which is more in terms of mediumship. I would say is more their general direction. But when we talk about remote viewing, the Monroe Institute is the institute to go to to learn it. Um, so, so that was my interest in why I got I went to that institute, <clears throat> and what I discovered is right there on there is sort of a basic online course with what I did, 
um, I think it is called Beyond Meditation. So it is really only the beginning, but they bring you into this process of how to actually go into a deep meditation with the binaural beats. And that for me, I didn't quite achieve remote viewing because it is actually a later or deeper stage of meditation that they teach. But with the basic approach already, it was actually the first time where I would say I managed to meditate. Mm. And that already was a key learning or very interesting for me that with these binaural beats and with their process of um, not imagining, but going through this process into the deeper stages of meditation, relaxation um, is essentially a relaxation process for, for the body and the mind to go into this deep stage guided by is a bit sort of a guided meditation, but not all the way through. They, they leave you sort of they 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 guide you through certain points where you need to get to with your mind and then they leave you free of perceiving that is very interesting um, and that for me I found very helpful and then I thought right this is working so right I want to do more but then the actual next courses are in-person courses ah. and I would love to attend a course at the Monroe Institute, because I think remote viewing is one of the things that I'm more capable than other things in in the psychic abilities. Yet, at the time, it, it felt like too expensive, because it is a week-long course in Virginia, US, so you need to travel there, accommodation, plus the course yeah. fees, and yeah it gets very expensive is probably sort of in the range of what if you want to do sort of a Joe Dispenza week-long retreat right it's a similar price tag yeah. which is a few thousand essentially including everything and that yeah I didn't feel quite ready to spend that amount of money so it is for me I peeked into this topic um, and if if I end up in the US at some point in time are probably going to attend a course, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, at the same time, with my shamanic work, I do the same work as well, right? Which is just a different approach, but is also remote viewing in place and time, right? Where you can go through time and, and space and do this thing. Yeah, for me, I, I found this approach a bit more interesting because it's sort of you can achieve the same as in the shamanic work but it's a different process and I for me it is interesting to sort of have the variety of different approaches to achieve a certain thing not to be stuck in the shamanic world only but to do other things as well and then you have sort of you know like a toolbox of different things that how how you can do certain things and that's what I found interesting and obviously the combination with um, binaural beats, which for me is very interesting. Yeah, of course. Did you, with that course you took on uh, Monroe Institute, did did you get any proof? Did was there any like uh, like uh, objectives that you were supposed to remote view, and then you could confirm it afterwards, or? I 
need to remember right now what if there was an objective. I I remember how you they teach you essentially how to go through different depth of relaxations and they tell you what you will perceive and it's sort of correlated with my sensation yet it didn't didn't go as far as actually trying remote viewing so i haven't got this confirmation right i saw this and this really exists because that is the ultimate confirmation then later on yeah. uh, so i haven't got that confirmation in i can only say in shamanic work when I try to do remote viewing with other people together and we together chose a target that we wanted to view. And we all picked up very similar energies or images of what is happening at these locations. Mm -hmm. So that for me is sort of a soft, um, a soft confirmation that right, I'm, I'm, I'm perceiving um, something similar as, as the others. Um, yet we didn't have real world confirmation on these targets. And, and uh, since you mentioned the, the shamanic version of it, does, um, I suppose, drumming is part of, of that kind of work, right? So you get into a trance using the drums. Similarly, with the binaural beats, you get into this trance state. Is, is that comparable? I would. It is comparable as there is also a method in both approaches. But I wouldn't compare the drumming to binaural beats. They're just totally different approaches. Um, drumming is more like a... Numbing, <clears throat> numbing effect is not the right word, not at all. But it gives you in this monotone beat, right? It is this constant beat. Um, that helps you to sort of dial out the your surrounding and you can really go into this altered state of consciousness in a sense or this um, um, yeah other reality where you can do a few other things so it really helps you tune into that and leave out your surrounding where binaural beat is really that you have a frequency on your left ear and a slightly frequent slightly different frequency on your right ear and what happens when you listen to it it creates a new frequency in your brain which actually stimulates the brain waves so it is a very technical approach to stimulating or adopting your brain waves into different phases in order to be in these states of um, awareness mm -hmm. um, so i wouldn't say it is similar approach they both have an approach but they're totally work on totally different levels mm. right interesting so what what kind of what kind of proof are you looking for like are you looking for proof that psychic abilities exist or is it more like you want to explore it because you see uh, let's say potential of uh, providing as a service for something uh, as a business opportunity in the future or that's interesting all of these 
here, what is it? All of these practices that I try, I never have business in the back of my mind. It is purely, I don't want to say entertainment. I would correlate it with the idea, I'd love to be able to fly through space. You know, it's just, I'd love to do that. Just to fly through space, visit different planets. I want to do it so badly. And same with remote viewing or shamanic work. I'd love to do that. I want to have, you know, I want to have this ability, or not I want to have this ability, but I'd love to do it as much as I want to fly through space. What comes out of it if I achieve it? I've no idea. And that is, I sort of don't care, but it's more that I want to do it. I have this urge to do it. That's yeah. the only thing I can say about it. Yeah, it's a drive. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, I started looking into uh, the Monroe Mineral Beach when I was in my 20s. And I've been fascinated by it since, ever since. And uh, a couple of months ago, I took I took a course, um, which is an official Monroe Institute course. It was a weekend, uh, weekend course, uh, Expanding Consciousness, I think it was called, where we listened to these uh, binaural beats. And we were able to get these astral projections uh, or astral projection experiences through those kind of noises or frequencies in, in our ears. And the trainer there uh, is a Monroe Institute trainer, and hopefully we can get her on our podcast eventually uh, to tell more about the work that is going on on the Monroe Institute. And I believe she knows a lot about the remote viewing part as well. So that could be quite interesting to hear more about from insider perspective. Yeah, definitely. I also know that the um, CIA has used the uh, Monroe Institute as, as a training facilities for their agents. Yeah, that, that is probably more the headline topic, right? Yeah, yeah the, the, the Monroe Institute apparently is the de facto place where since the Cold War, CIA sends their top agents to in order to learn remote viewing. And that is also how essentially the remote, um, the Monroe Institute became famous. Now, it's obviously talked about at length in the uh, Netflix documentary. Um, yeah. But it's interesting when we... What you now see is that people that have been trained with the Monroe Institute are now starting to speak about it. Sort of, I mean, people from the past century that have been in the CIA and they really talk about what tasks they have been given to explore. And that is fascinating. Like, do you have any uh, examples? Um, for me, the obviously, the most fascinating things are not the stuff that is talked about in the documentary documentary with um, the Cold War stuff, um, but in relation to extraterrestrials, 
where obviously we probably still need to talk what is happening on Earth with ETs over the past 60 years. But they're in the space exploration. These people have been consulted to have a look at places on planets in our solar system at certain points in time. Okay. And the stuff they pick up on, the images, they couldn't understand, yet they correlate with stories that we now get from contactees. Mm -hmm. So they were used in order to look at places and saw other entities on other planets. And that is interesting that they were capable of doing that. And obviously in in correlation with all of all of the information that is coming to light right now on this topic. It's, it's a fascinating time to to see all that. So that for me is very interesting that actually they have been actively used in many areas of research. Yeah. Oh, well, it wasn't research, right? It, we would refer to it as intelligence, right? In the field of intelligence. Mm. I'm also curious in how to if we look at the daily lives of ordinary people like you and I, how can we, how can we use such a, let's call it psychic ability or skill? How can we use that to enhance our own lives and the lives of those around us? Well, it's very easy, right? When when you think about the practice, if you want to do rigorous training on remote viewing is that you have a second person write something on a piece of paper in another room and put it on a table. But you yourself stay in the other room and try to read what is on that other paper. Sure. And with practice, what I've heard from people that have practiced rigorously, because I'm not good at doing one thing over and over again. So continuous praxis is the worst thing for me. Um, or the most difficult for me, I should say. Um, but eventually you will achieve to, to read that piece of paper. And that already tells you how you can use it. Is You can, you can um, find lost things that you have lost. Mm. You can rediscover them because you can just remote view where they are. You can have, obviously, now it's the tricky area, check on other people if they are okay or not. Mm. Um, but yeah, it is. You, you can have a look at other places, what is going on there, if you want to go there or not. Yeah. Sometimes I forget my grocery uh, list at home. There you go. But there are other techniques for remembering what's on that list, right? Memory palaces is something that I, I, I like to write up, write about uh, eventually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But for me, you know, they're they're just different methods to achieve the same thing because essentially it's always about information, right? You want yeah. to pertain or receive certain types of information, and remote viewing is one way to do it. Yeah. And for me, I, I always like visual approaches, and that, that works quite well for me. Wow.